Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. Thanks for joining us for this episode for Sunday, November 20th, 2022. It's entitled, Telling Time for Beginners, The Sin of Sorcery. Well, I'm glad you're with us today, and we're going to take a quick look at one of the biggest sins currently plaguing the world. You may be involved in this, or you may know someone who is. And I'm going right to it. Let's go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts in the New Testament of the Christian Bible. And let's go to the 19th chapter. So Acts 19, and we're going to read verses 8 through 20. The Apostle Paul is in the city of Ephesus, in which he founded and grew one of the greatest churches of New Testament times. But that church had a problem with sorcery. In in the founding of the church, many of the early members of that church had to turn from that sin, which was prevalent in that city. But let me just read the passage and you'll see what happened. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. So when Paul was not welcome and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ was not welcome in the synagogue, Paul left there and rented this conference room, I guess you could call it, called the school of Tyrannus. And he he preached the gospel daily. And this continued by the space of two years so that all they which dwelled in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Siva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. But who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts, 
brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So what did we just read here? We read about what I would call the greatest New Testament church of that time, the church at Ephesus, as it began, <laughs> it, it began with explosive, unexplainable acts as Paul performed miracles. Then some people who were not even Christians tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and free someone who was demonized but that one demonized person chased seven of them out of that house. And this became the talk of the town. What message is this that Paul brings? And what power does the Lord Jesus Christ have? And it got the attention of the city of Ephesus. Many believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only did they repent, but many of them who were enslaved to witchcraft and sorcery, confessed that, became Christians, and and made a, a clear separation and departure from sorcery and witchcraft. How do I know that? Because when they voluntarily, in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ, brought their books that told them how to cast spells and use enchantments, and they burned them, the, the amount of money that was worth is said to be 50,000 pieces of silver. Now, I don't know what it was at that time, but I mean, you could calculate what that would be today. That's a lot of money. And let me tell you, people are serious when they depart with money. So these people who were new Christians and maybe those who weren't yet, but they saw all of this and they repented of their sin, especially of sorcery and witchcraft and the occult, and they, they walked away from it and they, they burnt the bridges behind them, literally, you know, in terms of their magic books, which taught them how to cast spells and call upon demons and so forth. That's powerful, friends. That's powerful. But I want to show you something at the end of that passage. Did you notice that when this repentance from sorcery and witchcraft, when that happened, then the force of the word of God exploded upon Ephesus. And one of the greatest churches, as I've mentioned, grew there because of this repentance and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and of his word. So I want to ask you a question. Are you a Christian today? Do you delve or dabble at all in sorcery or witchcraft, occultism? You should repent. You do not have that option if you're a Christian. Now, hey, if you're a pagan, I get it. Although I call upon you also to repent of that and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. But let me read another passage from the last book in the Bible. Revelation chapter 9, verses 20 to 21. 
And the rest of the men, which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, and this is the word for demons, and literally in Greek is not worship the demons, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders. That word means slaughters, just wanton killing. Neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries. This is a Greek word, pharmakon. And you might say, hmm, that sounds familiar. Yes, it does. That's where we get our word pharmacy from, as in a drug. They did not repent of their sorceries. Drugs were used from ancient times to lower the barriers, open the portals, make connection between this world and the other world, demonic spirits. And it was believed and it was practiced that if certain drugs were used and used in a certain way, that people could make contact with demons and the power of demons and try to use that power to gain power over their own world and their own lives. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, that's sexual immorality, nor of their thefts, that is stealing from people. And that basically is, I would say, four broad areas of sin of mankind. Murders, sorceries, fornications, and thefts. And even at the end of all of these, um, what it's saying is once all of these things had happened in God's judgment, people still would not repent of these things. And notice that one of the things they would not repent of was they would not repent of their sorceries. That is, using drugs, which by itself is already a problem, but when you're using drugs in order to consort with demonic spirits, this is a major problem. And God underscores this again in Revelation 18, 21 to 24. And we see in Revelation 17 and then Revelation 18 that God judges what we will call religious Babylon, that is a false religious system that is against God. And God judges in Revelation 18 the commercial side of Babylon, that is money and wealth and all that that can afford. But see what God says in Revelation 18, 21 to 24. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of a candle 
shall no more at all, shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. That is the, the, from the same root word, pharmakia. And it is the idea of using drugs to consort with occult demonic powers. And this, this is ingrained not only in religious Babylon, but in commercial Babylon. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. So did you notice there almost the same contrast that we saw in Acts chapter 19, that there was sorcery that was rampant in the city of Ephesus, and yet when the people repented of that, then the power of God exploded upon Ephesus, and the word of God was a force to be reckoned with. And we see here a similar contrast. Religious and especially commercial Babylon will kill people who love God, period. Because religious and commercial Babylon are opposed in their heart to God and the things of God and the word of God. And notice that God says that in Babylon was found the blood of prophets. These are people handpicked by God to share his word with the world. Well, they are murdered, and the clothing of Babylon, so to speak, is splattered with the blood of righteous prophets and of saints. That's those who believe in the word of the Lord and of all that were slain upon the earth, all the believers in God who are slain, their blood is on the hands of Babylon. Do you get it? Listen, let me make this very clear. This won't take long. This will be the shortest podcast I've, episode I've ever done. Sorcery and witchcraft and magic even when it's in popular children's books. Oh, that's just a fable. That's a lie. Sorcery, witchcraft, and magic are super real for about 5,000 years of recorded human history. It is real. Whether it's in popular TV shows or movies or video games, or reading your horoscope in the newspaper, or whatever um, avenue or access there is to sorcery, witchcraft, magic. Listen, sorcery, witchcraft, and magic, it's what pagans do. It's not what Christians do. If you're a Christian, and you're involved in that, or you tolerate it, or you dabble in it, or you help the world glorify it or popularize it, you should repent today. If you're not a Christian, you're a pagan. You are one or the other. And if you're a pagan, 
involved in sorcery, witchcraft, or magic, you should repent. And you should turn to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I'm going to give you a phone number. I'm going to say it twice. I want you to write it down. Then I want you to call it. 877-247-2426. 877-247-2426. Call that number and someone will help you forsake sorcery, witchcraft, and all that's involved with that and come to Jesus. Some of you may want to go to chataboutjesus.com and chat with someone who can help you do the same thing. Now, I want to leave you with some good news today because I have lowered the hammer on you today. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you are not any worse than anyone else, but all of us are sinners in the eyes of a holy God. That's a problem. But here's the good news. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Come to Jesus today and change your eternal life destiny. Instead of continuing on your way to hell with Satan, you can go to heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I want you to do today if you do not know him as your personal Savior and Lord. Now listen, Christians, if you say, but I really am a Christian, Pastor Ed. Listen, if you're involved in that, turn today and confess that sin to the Lord Jesus Christ. Get into the Word and operate in the power of the Holy Spirit of God, which has nothing to do with sorcery, witchcraft, and magic. Be all out, 100%, for the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't tolerate any of that. That's what I got to say today about that. I hope you will like this episode, follow the podcast, and share this podcast right now where you're listening with someone who needs to hear it. Thank you for listening. If the Lord doesn't come first and I don't die first, I will be back next week with another episode of This Week in the Word. Thank you. Bye-bye.